Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Send me that message. I was like, oh yeah, never, no problem. Monday, and then just went throughout my days like nothing, <laughs> no problem whatsoever. And like we even texted, you know, throughout the week about articles and stuff, and it didn't even dawn on me. I was like, wait a minute, yeah. Oh well, it is what no, it is. I, yeah, I just figured you were busy, and I was like, yeah, not a big deal, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh, but I mean, that's what Corona is doing to everybody. If you ain't got it, you're getting some sort of side effect from it. And it's like losing track of time or something, I guess. So, oh, man. Uh, pretty exciting day in a Premier League. Oh, huh? my gosh. Wow. For a final day uh, post-COVID or whatever we call it, you know, it was it was pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was... I love the last day of the season just because all the matches are played at the same time. Yep. And, you know, even though, like, obviously, the, you know, Liverpool wrapped up the title, like, that, that fight for the Champions League spot, mm-hmm. the fight for promotion, relegation, all of that is just Went down to the insane. wire. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, even if you look at, like, your boys, Tottenham, like, I know that's not exactly where you would have won them but you know they they tied and that tie was good enough for them yeah last Europa spot you know yeah I mean it was like so I have to look at it two ways so you know I know Jose Mourinho like he was celebrating like they won the Premier League or something but um I think in in the aspect of him when he took over the job at that point in time Tottenham was I think 10th or 11th and way like it, like to to oh, climb yeah. back in a six was that was a grind, um, yeah. so you know I I can see like as a job for him to take a team and at and I think at that time too like Harry Kane had just gotten injured you know shortly after he took over, um oh, son, that's right, yeah yeah son was was doing his military military yeah. you know thing so yeah I mean I can see it for him and you know it. it is it you know going from Champions League final to getting the the play-in spot to Europa, not even guaranteed? Right. You know, is is not the best for Tottenham fans. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's it was a, it, it salvaged the season from where it was at the beginning of the season. So I'm happy, and you, I think Europa is a good fit for a club like Tottenham, who's yeah. not gonna be spending a ton of money. So, right. like, what happened last year getting into the Champions League final, that was a mir- miraculous run. Like, yeah. every single thing had to go right for them, and it just did. Where it, the Europa, they're going to be playing against clubs that are more equal to them, and I think they can do a, you know, have a better shot at the, at the title than in Champions League. 
I think the the difference between a like Europa League team and a Champions League caliber team is the amount of depth that a team has. Yes, without a doubt. <clears throat> and Spurs, you know, you know, I've talked about this numerous times. Like Spurs, just they just aren't deep. They have a good starting eleven. Yep. Um, and you know, to be honest, that's why United's been a Europa team. Like they've had a good starting eleven or a decent starting eleven, and. Now we're starting to see a little bit of a shift in that. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think I think United, I think I've said it before, probably maybe like three, four signings away from really having like that solid depth. Um, I you, agree I, with that. I, I was I was so nervous today, man. I tell you what, because you never know what you're going to get out of Leicester City. And then, I, man, they, so here's something um, – I don't know if you watched any of like the goal zone stats afterwards, but so coming back from the quarantine break, uh-huh. United was 14 points behind Leicester City <coughs> and either, I forget which side they were on with Chelsea. It was either 12 or 16 behind Chelsea. And so to go like to pick up and, and just like, completely destroy a 14 point gap is i mean that you know that's that is difficult to do so right that's why i was so happy with the way that they returned and i mean honestly for you know um the quarantine did help united in the fact that like pogba could get fit rashford could get fit but i still think though man that that uh signing of bruno fernandez was the 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 change in the team <laughs> I agree with you. I think, without a doubt, United benefited from the the pause in the um, in the league from the COVID break um, the most. I mean, like you said, they you know twelve to fourteen point uh, gap, and you know to to jump all the way to third. I mean, it, so I'm going to ask you this in all honesty: the beginning of the season, did you really see United as finishing third? Um, you know, did, did you think that they had a team capable of that? No, I was honestly even halfway through the season, like praying that they would get to the fourth spot, which I honestly didn't think was possible. Um, and there for a while, man, I mean, United was like hovering at 10th for a while. You right. Know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it just. I my opinion did start to change when. Bruno Fernandez came in January. Right. But I still didn't think that I thought we would probably get to a Europa spot. Um, but but I didn't know which one, you know, and I mean we were sitting at fifth forever too. And so um <clears throat> the main thing was though, like I said, you could see a difference in United right back from the quarantine as opposed mm-hmm. to now. And I mean they're you know like every team, though, you could see it out of every team. They're tired. I mean, they played, what, like 92 games in, like, oh, yeah. you know, 40 days. So that's bound to happen, but it also shows that they need depth. But, like, you know, for instance, like today in the West Ham game, they weren't pretty game. They weren't pretty matches at all. But, like, you need to be able to grind those out, you know? Right, exactly. Um, that's the and, difference between, a like, a really good team to a mediocre team, you know, is right. being able to grind those – you know, so-so games out the ones that you should be able to win, but you're coming off of, uh, you know, a week where you just played three matches and every, you know, you're dealing with some injuries or you're dealing with some fatigue there. Yeah, definitely. That's where 
you see the cream rise to the top. Yeah, so like I said, I think, you know, I think there are a couple signings away. And really, um, you know, there's talk about Pogba signing a five-year deal. I could see um, that. Which would be cute because Pogba looks just different now. He, like, looks happier. Um, He even said, like, they're a proper team now. I think, like, he works well with Fernandez in there. Mm -hmm. He is good friends with Rashford, Martial, you know, Greenwood. all like, And so I think – he sees some promise there. You know, we need another center back, to be honest. Um, another, another, uh, probably another midfielder and another forward just to have proper rotation. Yeah, I mean, you and I have kind of talked about this before. It's, I don't think Liverpool is going to have the same type of, mm-hmm. um, like, I don't know, like magic or something, yeah. you know, like that it factor for next season, you know, depending on how, you know, the season starts out. So I really think it's, of course, City's loaded um, and, you know, they're stacked, but they're they're getting a little bit older, some of the superstars that they do have, you know, so – I think it's a wide open league next year and I really like the the youth and the you know kind of the the chemistry that United's playing with right now. Yeah. If you know if the season were to restart, you know, in 2 weeks, you know, and that would be my front runner right there. That'd be my pick to win um because it, it just seems like they were hitting on all cylinders at the right time at the end of the season. It just it's it sucks like this was the end of the season and not the beginning of the season. You could really see you know, where this team could go if they were given a full, you know, season playing this way. So, um, like you said, there's still a couple signings away. Being in Champions League, you know, that's definitely going to be a a factor there because, you know, when you're playing, was it traditionally on a Thursday when you play the Champions League game or something, Wednesday or Thursday? So, Champions League are Tuesdays and Wednesdays usually, and then Europa's Thursday, yeah. Oh, that's right. Europa's on Thursday. So, yeah, I mean, so – to have a, a, you know, to be able to interject and manipulate the the lineup and the squad, you know, it, for your Champions League, but also be prepared for your weekend matches for Premier League. That's where it's going to take the toll. And I think that it, ultimately you saw the fatigue of that with Tottenham playing that long yeah. Premier League season and then making it to the Champions League final with just basically what they had in their starting eleven. To they when they started the season off, it, it was, it, you know, they were sluggish, they were slow, and yeah. and you could see that. And you, even with a couple, you know, it was like two months break or whatever. Still, the recovery from that champ playing that much, you know, with Champions League and Premier League, and I think they made it. Uh, no, they didn't make it that far in the FA Cup last season either. So, um, but those two tournaments. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. So I'm excited. Um, for I actually think that kind of like you said too is um, don't get me wrong Liverpool will obviously be good they'll be fighting for the title but um, I think so I know they wrapped up the title early and people mm-hmm. are like well they don't need to win these other games and blah 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 which okay I understand but like I don't know I'm the type of person where like like no you, you're like constantly it doesn't matter. You're always playing your best. Even if you've wrapped something like the title up, like you're still given a hundred percent or I could see, you know, it might be different if Klopp maybe was playing like younger guys or something like that, but right. he was playing his main starting 11 and, you know, Liverpool dropped some games that were, 
okay, you know, but what I don't think they understand that did, you know, because a lot of fans and people are like, well, they have the title wrapped up. That showed people, though, that showed other teams that Liverpool is beatable. Yeah, I agree. They had this aura, and I I get it. Teams have had it before, like when, you know, back in the, the days when, you know, United and um, and uh, Arsenal back in those days, you know, even in City, like, they get this aura around them, like, man, they can't be beat. And because of that, it makes it difficult. You know, Liverpool kind of taking their foot off the gas um, shows teams that, like, okay, listen, these these guys are beatable. Yeah, it, it, that, that was kind of weird for me. I agree, uh, and glad you brought that up, because... You know, they like you said, they won the, the title, you know, a couple matches to go. But they also had an opportunity to put themselves, that team, up with the greats. You know, to, to reach the 100-point marker. Um, to, you know, get a couple – to get – not a, they wouldn't have had the goal scored and goal differential records. But to, to at least put themselves so that they are remembered. Like, that's the thing. You know, Premier Leagues are – Premier League titles are every year. So right. when you win one, it's great. But the ultimate goal is just to be remembered forever. So, you know, you right. want to be some of those, you know, great teams. And so that's where I'm glad you brought that up because it really did show that this team didn't have that next level. Like, they, you know, they benefited from an early start that was really good. And no one else had like City stumbled a little bit at the beginning. Right. And, you know, and United and, you know, Leicester City kind of you know, stumbled in the midway. So they didn't really have a big time challenge. They kind of coasted from midway all the way through. There wasn't a, um, you know, it, what, I think City came in within maybe six, seven points yeah. or whatever, somewhere around yeah. there. midway. But the rest of the time, they, you know, they had a nice cushion that they could drop a game and not, you know, worry about it and stuff. So it, it's interesting to see how other teams are going to react to the way how Liverpool ended this season going into next season because I think with Liverpool winning the Champions League last uh, last season um, finishing second they kind of had that hunger you know they so let's go back even a year before that they were in the Champions League final lost in that then you know finished second in the Premier League win the Champions League final though and so it kind of seemed like they were the team that kind of like you said had that aura like they can't be beat and they they kind of show they could right there at the end. So um. well, and what was interesting to me as well, which I mean, yeah. So you know, in 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 one aspect, right, we have like you said, you know, they had a chance to, um, you know, beat Man City's point total, right? Uh-huh. And so like all these things, and then like they that sort of thing kind of slipped away, and that's fine. But then it, it's like you said, like you know, a lot of people are like this is. The, one of the best Premier League teams ever, and it's a very good Premier League team. Do not get me wrong. Right. Because of the gap, and you're like yes, but you cannot hold them up to you know um, the Centurions, you know, for right. City. Who, you can't hold them up to the Invincibles of of Arsenal. You can't hold them up to the treble winners of United. And right. here's the thing: like even if you go back to oh seven oh eight. Um, like when United won the league, they won a double, but like, yep. mm-hmm. so, so even what Liverpool, like, and so what really, and, and this is maybe just me as a United fan, so I'm not a Liverpool fan, but correct me if, if I'm wrong here, but like, I thought it was odd 
when I started seeing pictures of Liverpool players with the Premier League trophy, which is fine, but also the Champions League trophy. Yeah, that did make yeah. that. That's not be, because it's one thing. Like I get it. if they're like in their trophy display, like a lot of places right. have like a like you know United has a big like trophy display area, but like. I get that they're in the same calendar year, but it's not the same season. Right. Yeah. That, that to me was kind of a, I, I understand why they're doing it. Cause I mean, don't get me wrong. If I, not the calendar year. like if I won a premier league title and champions league, of course I'm going to show them off and everything, but yeah, it's, you can't use this team here and compare it to some of the, you know, the ones who have won the trebles or the doubles and so forth. Uh, they were kind of using that, that, excuse from um i don't know if you remember back in 2000 when tiger woods when he won all four majors in the same calendar year but it, it wasn't oh, necessarily yeah. in the same season and stuff right. and so he he didn't he lost it was the pga championship that he he won the year before won the masters won the u.s open won the british open but then when it came to the PGA Championship that for to to be in that season, he lost it. So everybody said, "Oh, well, he had all four at one time, so that counts." But to the true historians, it didn't. You know, there has still has not been a um, a true Grand Slam winner in golf winning all four in the same um, season. But of right. course, Tiger, you know, showed it off as him having all four at one time, which I mean, eh, you know, it, yeah, it's I mean, an I'm, unbelievable I mean, accomplishment. But yeah, right. I don't consider. When you're talking like in soccer, it's more relevant because you, there are teams, you know, whether it's um, Barcelona or, you know, winning the treble in their, you know, their fashion. United and Arsenal have done it before. Um, and so but yeah, that I don't count that their Champions League from last season, the Premier League this season, because you didn't do it at the same time. When right. And doing that, they went at the same exact time. That's a that's a special moment. Right, and once again, I'm not saying that, like, like Liverpool should be, like, like I said, I'm not saying they should, like, never have those pictures or anything, because right. it is a hell of an accomplishment. I'm not saying Without that doesn't take Without anything away there. But at the same time, it's making it look like it's a, and the reason why a double is so much more, like, impactful is because, once again, you, or, or like, a treble, I mean, th- that means you have gone through the entire season, and mm-hmm three different tournaments as well like it, and you and you won them all like that is yep. like i don't know they did a um i have to find it. i think it was on espn but they did one on um it was called like ferguson's three or something like that um where it showed all that and they interviewed a bunch of the players and how like how difficult it was to like either squad rotation or for <coughs> you know working through fatigue and all that so um the other thing that surprised me too was that Jordan Henderson won the Player of the Year. I I forgot about that. that. Kevin De Bruyne had more goals and assists, and I, that's fine. I get it. Liverpool won that. That's right. fine. But like, you've got there are there are better people or people on like Liverpool who should have got it over him. Right. Like, I just. I don't know. I just uh, that it, that just went over. I forgot about that. They just handed out yeah. the the and I just it was like I saw it on the bottom of ESPN. Yeah. And you think about it, like it coming through there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, his, it's a weird his, season. Yeah, his stats. I just don't know. But hey, also how about the relegation battle? That was wild too. Oh, that was crazy. Went down to the uh, wire last minute. 
Yeah, and I mean, because, you know, and, um, you know, Osvaldo were, they were just, like, they were partying like they won the Premier League, didn't they? Without <laughs> a doubt, man. Like, that's, uh, and that's what I love about the Premier, or soccer in general, with, you know, but especially in the Premier League, because the teams at the bottom celebrate when they avoid relegation just as much as, like, the teams that win the, the title. It's the funniest thing in the world, and it's awesome. Oh, hell yeah. Like, I, it is. It's hilarious. Not hilarious. I mean, it's just, but that's the thing, though. That's what I enjoy that's entertaining about it as well. You know, I feel like sometimes in other sports, and I could be wrong, don't, you know, don't get me, you know, but, like, dude, you know, if if the Cleveland Browns are playing, dude, I don't know, like the Miami Dolphins or something mm-hmm. like that, I mean, unless you're a fan, I don't know of many people who are like, yeah, I want to watch those two. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like. Right. Yeah, I know. But like with with the Premier League, because something's on the line, right? Because you have teams that are like a point away. And what people don't, you know, with promotion relegation, like you're losing money, you're losing players. Like, I mean, it is, it's very cutthroat. Yeah, no, I, I, I love it. It's like you said, it goes down to the last final day, even though. The title's already been taken care of. Like, the, the spots are up for grabs. Like, to finish second, third, fourth, you know, how, like, look at Tottenham. So, you know, celebrating finishing sixth place. Like, you know, that is, like, the definition of, like, you know, Timmy, you know, who never wins anything, gets a, a ribbon at the, the YMCA right. event, and the parents are celebrating and stuff, you know, for field day and stuff. So, right. I mean, yeah, it's great. I mean, it's one of the greatest sporting days, uh, you know, in in the calendar year, you know, that you can sit down and watch, what, uh, 10 games or 20, you know, 10 matches going on, you know, at the same time. And every, almost every single match has something on the line. And it's, it's crazy. And then, you know, you can even go even further and watch the, the second leagues and see, who's, you know, trying to get into promotion and so forth. And that's the funniest thing, too, is because teams that are in the, you know, in the sub-leagues that are winning and they're getting promoted up into the Premier League, it's not like they're going to go and win that league. They're they're probably just trying to stay alive the next season. Like, okay, let's just try to stay here. Let's try to stay in the Premier League because they know that's a financial, you know, um, uh, pro- you know, the promotion to is, is you know, oh, yeah. found for their, their for their program. So they're just saying, let's just finish 15th, you know, let's let's sure. aim for that goal. So uh, it's great. Um, I want to ask you this before we switch off. What the hell is wrong with Arsenal? Do you see them at any point in time like, oh getting gosh. back like they're, they're to the old Arsenal days? Because, I mean, listen, I know United, you know, is special and had their run, which was unbelievable. But it seems like at least United is back to being respectable, finishing you know third this season, and so it's going in the right direction. Arsenal looks like it's it's going in the absolutely wrong direction. Yeah, you know, I tell you what, um, I think that was one of the things is like even even a lot of the commentators were saying like you know this kind of feels like an old United since like Fergie was there, and that mm-hmm. that you know most of them don't, and I, and I agree that. I don't know if United will be like going for the title next year, but they'll be in the running. Like, right. I don't know mm-hmm. if they'll win it, but they'll be in the running. Whereas Arsenal, man, I just, um, I like Michael Arteta a lot. Uh-huh. Um, here's the thing Arsenal right now is what United to a degree was 
in the early years um, after Sir Alex Ferguson. So, you know, David Moyes was there, and then yep. Louis Van Hall was there, um, and then Mourinho was there. And, and it, they they were never, you know, they never finished eighth or anything like that. No. Um, and eighth is the worst that Arsenal's finished since 1995. Yep. Um, I, I thought they were going to finish tenth. It was crazy. Um, I think Arteta needs time because um, I, I do feel he was right for that spot. You know, he, right. he mm-hmm. came up under Pep. I, I think he's good. Um, but, um, yeah, they're going to – I just really think it's going to take a lot of new signings and a lot of getting kind of um, Arteta's um, – his philosophy down. And I mean, cause you know, I mean, Ollie hasn't been there for a while, but it's the team is somewhat starting to look like his, but it's taken a bit of time, you know, because what our, our is dealing with, he's dealing with players that he didn't necessarily sign. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's how it was with Ollie, right? Like Ollie didn't sign all these players. Like, sure. He wants some of them, but like mm-hmm. there's players still that he probably doesn't want. I think Arteta's dealing with a lot of that, right? Um, they need to do better, like, spending, and I can't say, like, United did a wonderful job on that, but at the same time, um, you know, I really don't know why they gave David Luiz a contract extension. He is so volatile. Yeah. Um, and then, like, you have Nicholas Pepe, who they paid the $72 million for, who's average, but... You know, they, they need to watch it right now, right? Because you have, like, Lacazette, and Lacazette is, um, yeah, I mean, he's very good, don't get me wrong, but he doesn't very, seem happy. Obama Yang hasn't agreed a new contract yet, and I right. think I think that he's in the last year. Yeah, I believe and, so. Yep. They're, like, the best players. Um, you know, they're, they're, and that's what brings a lot of the inconsistency. Like, you just don't know what you're going to get. Um, you don't know what you're going to get from them. And I just, uh, I don't know. I think, I think you're going to see more or less kind of the same next year. I don't think they'll finish eighth. I think they'll finish a little higher. Um, but I, I don't necessarily think fighting for top four. I mean, that's where they're going to be kind of looking for, but yeah, I just, I think it's, you know, he's got to get rid of a lot of, a lot of um, dead weight, and some of that's like Mizzou Ozil, who's, you know, a, was a great player, but he's he he's is, turned to a cancer man. Jeez, and, and he is he is like ciphering money from them because of how yeah. much he makes for doing absolutely nothing. Right, it's not like it, it's it's similar but different than like what Gareth Bale is doing to Real Madrid. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. just like ciphering money away for doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. But Real Madrid has enough money to that they can Correct. get away with it. Yeah. Like, or Arsenal can't. Like, you know, right. I mean, Bale is basically being held against his will at Real Madrid. I think just to show so that Zinedine Zidane and, and the management can show a point that, you know, they're not going to be, you know, yeah, they're by a single player. Yeah, they're the ones in charge, which is. Right you know crazy but yeah for arsenal yeah if they could get rid of ozil i mean i think that would be a blessing for them because that that relationship has just soured so much uh um, oh yeah you know his his talent it, it, he was a great player and but his talent level is just you know because of age and 
and I, I would say probably some minor injuries have added up over the years as stuff has just seen his level of play decline. And so, yeah, it's he's definitely not worth the money that he's getting right now type deal. Um, yeah. yeah, they just seem old to me. Like that when I watched, you know, a little bit of their uh, match today, just – seem like an older club. Um, yeah, they just, just don't even have much of an identity right yeah. now. You know, like like they have they have a very good offense, a above average midfield, and just not a Horrible good defense, defense at all. Yeah. Horrible. That's kind of Chelsea right now too. Chelsea's defense is absolutely garbage. They are Chelsea. If they can make the right, Chelsea. Is going to be very good next year with some of the signings that they've made and some of, and some of the people they already have. But as you said, they need to get their defense sorted out as well. Yeah, the yeah their defense and it's it's not as bad as Arsenal's, but yeah, it's it's yeah there. But like you said, they're they're going to be in the mix. I think you know in that. Oh yeah. I don't I don't I wouldn't put them as the favorites to win. You know because I, I you know I still think Liverpool. City and then United are a little bit more sound right now, but they could make a run um, uh-huh. they've got a good mix of you know veterans and youth. Um, uh, what's his name? The U.S. soccer player. Oh, uh, uh, Christian Pulisic. Yeah, Pulisic. He yeah. started to come along near the end there. Got a couple goals in and stuff. So it seems like he's finding a you know a role on the team, um, which is good. Uh, yeah, for U.S. soccer. But yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be an interesting season next year. I think you're. It's going to be. What? Let's see. So the past. So we had. Uh, Liverpool this year. City the year before. Was City it the year before that too? City, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Leicester was before that, uh-huh. right? Uh, so. A little bit of versus, you know. So I think we'll see another a different champion this uh, this coming up year. Um, yeah, I agree. A lot of versatility in the thing. All right, and so we'll see what happens with Champions League now. See how that plays out um, for the teams are left. Oh, did you see that? Uh, Juventus locked up their Serie A title for the ninth year in a row against the the Grandpas. I did. Uh, now, that's something that I thought was interesting, too, is, you know, when people were like, you know, they were they were saying stuff about, like, other, um, you know, other programs uh, and leagues were saying, like, oh, you know, well, there was so big of a gap, like, the Premier League isn't the most competitive or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it showed, like, the past 10 years of, like, champions. And, like, you know, like you just said, for... Um, you know, if you look from 2010 to 2020, you know, I, I mean, you have, you know, Chelsea had won in that time span, United yep. had won in that time span, Liverpool, City, Leicester. I mean, there's at least five teams that have won, five different teams in the past 10 years. Right. You look at Juventus and Italy, what, nine years in a row. You look no. at Bayern Munich, the, the only two teams who have won in the past 10 years are Bayern and uh, Borussia Dortmund. And then um, in Germany, no, I'm sorry, in um, Spain, it's obviously, you know, Real or Barcelona. So I'm going to shut that down real quick. Yeah, and in France, it's PSG, you know, so. Uh, Right, exactly. But don't forget the Russian League, man. The Russian Leagues are. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, if if it was still during quarantine, I probably would have watched it. (laughs) Yeah. 
I thought they were going to do it because Russia didn't shut down. I thought Russia was going to be one of the few countries that were, kept their stuff going. Because, what was it, Vladimir Putin didn't believe in the coronavirus and said that they didn't have... At the point in time when there was, like, over 100,000 deaths in Italy and, like, all over around the world, Russia had yet to report one coronavirus. I was like, they're going to keep sports going on. Their Russian basketball will keep going on. (laughs) Something happened there. Something got into Putin. Yeah, and stuff. So, yeah, Russian (laughs) Russian sports got shut down as well. Yeah. But uh, baseball is back. Do you watch any of the first couple games that have been televised? Or, um, I mean, I kind of, you know, I um, was just kind of scanning a little bit. Um, every once in a good while, I'll turn into a good old uh, Pirates game. But um, nothing, um, nothing, you know, since it's just getting started, nothing uh, too big, at least yet. It's definitely been interesting to see the games. You know, I've watched the, the couple Yankees games against the Nationals. Yeah. Um, no fans in the crowd. The yep. the broadcasting is putting in like audio sound from like like fans. I guess so, like when you see a a fly ball into the stands, it like the up like you can hear like this kind of tick of an uproar and stuff. Um, but it's you know it's it's. Uh, the the one things I will say is different from watching baseball is uh, two things. Um, number one is the new extra inning rule where you have to put a runner on second to yeah. start the off because they want to get the games over with faster. They don't want them to um, uh, go like too deep in extra innings because of a 60-game schedule and it's been like shrunk down so fast. So that's been really interesting. I've, there's been two games so far that's used it and – the farthest they went was one was 10th inning one was 12th inning i think so it's it's working you know i would say <clears throat> and then um the the interactions between the managers and and players because the managers have to wear the face mask so you know for me watching baseball all the years is you know when managers walk up to say a pitch or whatever they're always covering their face to protect you know so you can't read lips or anything but now with the mask you know covering the face it's no issues whatsoever. Yeah. And, uh, in the Pirates game today, uh, a pitcher got thrown out. Was it? Uh, what was it? Uh, was the? Was it? Yeah, I think it was a Pirates game. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was, so the pitcher got thrown out because, of course, social distancing still has to happen. So some of the players are sitting in the stands behind the like the the home plate okay. and stuff. And one of the pitchers that wasn't pitching was just kind of like talking shit to the ump, and the ump threw him out. Well, then the manager for the Pirates comes running out there to challenge it. And, you know, traditionally, managers and umpires get in each other's faces and, like, basically <laughs> to the point where they're spitting in each other's faces. Well, this right. time around, they saw each other coming, so they kind of stopped, made sure that they got their masks on. And then, like, as they were walking around, they made sure that they socially distanced while yelling at each other, which was the funniest. Dude, it was world. hilarious. Oh, my gosh, how, how coronavirus has changed things, just the little things like that. And it was like it was like they were correctly like they wanted to obviously yell at each other but had to you know follow the guideline. Yeah, it, oh my it gosh, really yeah. awkward. Well, and that's one of the things where I thought like <clears throat> it couldn't look any more awkward, right? So what I mean by that is I feel like for whatever reason for me, baseball it's probably because of the camera angles always uh-huh. seems where like where I notice the fans the most. Yes, right, mm-hmm. like. I mean, maybe basketball a little bit, but I feel like football, soccer, um, even basketball, like 
it's so close on you know the court or the field a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. especially when you're watching a pitcher pitch, you could see the fans right behind home right. plate. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> so you have that, and um, and so I think that's been the weirdest. That was the weirdest thing for me to turn it on and like not have that. Well, like, like I had that a little bit of shock value with some of the other ones, but. Um, that was what was the, kind of the weirdest to me. Yeah, the Dodgers ended up doing cardboard cutouts of fans, yeah. you know, and putting them behind home plate to make it seem like there were fans in the stands. <laughs> I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. It's, well, they, they've gotten you know creative. They put regulations on that, right? I've heard a couple of things, about it, but not like the whole ordeal of well, it. Yeah, because there was, I think it was a soccer team. One had like Shaq, which is fine. Then another right. team put a cardboard cutout of Osama bin Laden. Ooh, too much. That's too far. Yeah, and so yeah. they were like, um, so then they had to go through and how would you like to be on that, like the committee for list. cardboard <laughs> cutouts for for freaking sporting events right now? So yeah, just when I thought that like it couldn't get any more weird, you know, than that, then all of a sudden the like <laughs> social socially distant argument began to happen. So, dude, like, I mean. I kind of get it, but at the same time, no, you can't put Osama bin Laden in the stands like that. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, no. Jeez, that would be cool. Let's see, I would put definitely Batman in there, some oh, sort yeah. of like Michael Keaton or like you know '89 Batman cardboard cutout. Um, you know, you got to definitely have Darth Vader and stuff. So, uh, some random things. See, Maybe yeah, it'd be cool to be in charge of that. That's what we should do. Oh hell yeah, this would be a new job. You know, fill the stands up. With random characters. Yeah. Do oh, you know what I would definitely do? I would like if I was in baseball, I would find out the opposing pitcher of that day and get a picture of his mom and oh, do a and put it right there in front of like in, in the front row so that's what he's seeing as he's pitching. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the baseball season's definitely going to be interesting because so every other sport that's going on right now, they're finishing up their season. Baseball's the only one that like is starting a new season. They're doing this truncated, you know, 60 game season which is going to be lightning speed for baseball because they're traditionally it's 102 games. So, yes. and then they expanded the playoffs. So instead of it just being eight teams, it's now 16 teams, which is going to be crazy. So a team that basically traditionally like second like second place in the division, you know, some of our, like some divisions that are really good, you know, that's fine. They but they usually get the wild card spot. But like in the A or the National League East, ooh, that could be a tough because like you know you're talking about a team that maybe barely over 500, you know, finishing second and stuff, and potentially having the chance to win a World Series. So this is going to be a weird experiment for baseball and everything that's going on it was just in game changes but then expanding the playoffs to 16 teams uh, i don't know it's weird the yeah uh what was i gonna say um the 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 kickback on it i mean it's just playoffs last longer but i don't know it's not a smart move the mls thing has not turned out to be be well oh, no. MLS is back tournament or whatever. That one's yeah. been horrible. Yeah, like I said, I think you know, each kind of league tried to do their own thing, what works best for them, whatever, that's fine. But like, yeah, the MLS one has just been 
bad. And I think what a lot of it, and that's, that was my first question, right? So when you had something like, like the reason why I think baseball will be fine. Whereas like MLS and like NHL is a little bit different too, is because with, um, with MLS, they kind of jumped right in and it was like this like big like tournament mode, right? Yep. And mm-hmm. then and then, you know, if like if you lose your games like, you know, David Beckham's, you know, Miami F C or inner Miami or whatever they are, um, you know, like they, they were like oh and five, boom, done. Right? Yeah, they didn't win a and, single match, and that was horrible. No, no, and then so you know, and NHL kind of has a similar type of format at least in that like right to playoff format Mm -hmm. and what i was always curious about with those that i think we're seeing as opposed to like the premier league and um like a major league baseball is that those actually have enough time for players to kind of like knock the like you know get the rust off right right Mm -hmm. even when the even when the premier league first came back like yeah some teams started strong but you could tell there was you know, teams are rusty, or maybe there'd be like a good strong three games, then a team would have a, a down game or two or something like that. But then there was time for them to pick back up. But I think right. what you're seeing with like MLS is like people are rusty, so they're coming out, and it's just like it, it doesn't look great because they're rusty. But by the time they get any sort of stride, like it's done. You know, like yeah. they had both the LA teams playing the other day, and it was a there was like no defense whatsoever. None. No. Well, and two teams had to withdraw because so many of their members had COVID. They couldn't recover yeah, right. in time. And that's that's been that's where I think that Major League Baseball has done well. NBA did well. Even Premier League, even like or like soccer leagues. Although you didn't really hear that much about soccer leagues where a player tested positive for COVID and was out for a match. Dude, which- they they had the stats up on Goal Zone today. They said they tested over 20,000, so not only players, but, you know, the staff, equipment managers, mm-hmm. all that stuff, and the Premier League. They tested over 20,000 tests, close to 21, and only had 20 total cases. That's crazy. Test positive. 20. That's it. That's amazing. Kudos to, you know, to England and, you know, being able to – eradicate COVID as, as well as they did and stuff. Cause I mean, NBA, thankfully like their bubble, you know, theory of keeping everybody inside a bubble is actually work. Like the first couple of days yeah. that the players reported, they had, I think um, 15 or 16 t- test positive, And since then zero have tested. And then yeah. if a player leaves a bubble, they're automatically quarantined and you know, they can't leave their quarantine when they come back. And so they test negative two times so um you know i think that's smart major league baseball is doing a little bit differently where you know because players are traveling so much that you know and they have time to do it that if a player tests positive of course they have to do their their quarantine um you know and they're so they're out from the games and stuff but um you know they're not bubbling but they're they're not seeing as many positive tests but major league soccer like rushing into it was the worst decision ever. And then doing this tournament style, like you said, trying to put, you know, players back into a motion where, like, games count and stuff just backfired. And you had two teams withdraw, uh, you know, a couple key players from, 
um, you know, other teams, ha- you know, had to sit out because of their quarantine of testing positive. And that was, I, I mean, I don't see how the uh, Major League Soccer recovers from it because I know they put a ton of money into it by renting out, if you want to call it, the wild world of sports complex from yeah. Disney and stuff. So, um, yeah, this is going to be a disaster. And the Women's Soccer League is doing a little bit better competitively, but they, they're not getting the, the ratings revenue that they thought they were going to get um, right. with their matches kind of basically having no competition. You would think that, you know, with nothing else on, people would watch, you know, you know, Sports, whatever it is, even you know, female soccer, and it's not turning out to be the, the right decision, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, and I don't know. Maybe that'll change some. But, yeah, I just – I don't know. I, I think they thought um, just because there hasn't been, you know, a lot of sports stuff on that, maybe that might give a boost. But it just hasn't really seemed to take like, like they were hoping. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on to what I – the – I don't know. I don't know if you want to call it a funny story or not, but um, did you see that Ray Park was trending over the weekend on Twitter? No, I didn't see that. Okay. Um, you want to know why he was trending on Twitter? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. So on Saturday night, and I got this in a in a group text, a friend of mine, friends of mine that you know, kind of we talk Star Wars and stuff. Uh, I get this uh, image of Ray Park's Instagram feed, and it's him getting a blowjob, um, which I assume is his wife, on his Instagram. Um, yeah, he, uh, he, it seems that he accidentally posted himself you know, uh, on Instagram. No yep, getting, getting a blowjob. And so people, were, of course, were, and it was on there for about an hour. Um, before oh. it got taken down, and the funny, the here's the funny part was that people were reporting it on Instagram, and they were getting, they were screenshotting it of their reply back from Instagram saying that this did not violate, you know, disturbing content or sexual nudity and stuff like that. Like they're like, how the hell does this not, you know, violate, you know, pornographic and stuff? Because you're not allowed to on Instagram post any type of nudity whatsoever. Or anything. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so, and the reason why I bring this up is because, so this week, you know, we've kind of, you know, rumblings have been announced, the, you know, about different Star Wars projects. And supposedly there's a, a Star Wars uh, show that's going to focus on the Crimson Dawn, the, um, the crime syndicate that Darth yeah. Maul led and stuff. And it was going to be live action. So, of course, everyone assumes that Ray Park's going to be the, the, you know, be playing Darth Maul. And so... After this kind of debacle, uh, yeah, it didn't blow up like you know crazy. Right. It's out there now. What do you think Ray Park's chances of playing Darth Maul are now? I mine are slim to none. Uh, yeah, I. Ugh. I mean, I. <clears throat> excuse me, I. Man, that that's really tough. I don't know. <clears throat> I, I feel like if um. I don't know. I guess what more information comes out because I I know a lot of things I was looking at talked about like that it was like was he hacked or you know whatever it was right like, mm-hmm. but which is doubtful but I mean at the same time like yeah I don't know that's a very liable thing for a 
you know, for a, a, a studio or something to pick up on and, you know, especially go with, with Disney. Them. Yep. Uh, yeah, especially with it being Disney. Um, so, oof, yeah, I don't, which is unfortunate, but, you know, the only people that really get to, you know, get a pass from that are usually like politicians or something, right? <laughs> exactly, right. No, like, yeah, so, I, ugh, that's tough. So, he, he could have been hacked. There's a possibility there. But what my friends and I were, were texting back and forth about it, what was unique about it was that it was just on Instagram. And he traditionally links his Twitter and Instagram together. So if he posts something on Instagram, it goes on Twitter as right. well. And this one was not. This one did not get leaked. Mm. On. And, uh, now, Twitter is a little bit faster on the nudity, although Twitter does allow nudity, but they they blur it, you know, and say content you know, uh, okay. and stuff, right. it, it, you know, is for uh, not suitable for work type deal. So you can watch after you, you know, approve of it. And so since they weren't both linked, they, you know, my yeah. friends were saying if somebody hacked and really wanted to get it out there, they would have put it on every single social media account, you know, not just not just one, you know, that it seems like and some people were saying it was revenge against his ex-wife or whatever, but it, that didn't make sense either. So we think he was in in a drunken effect. I mean, come on, it was a Saturday night. It was so at, when I was getting the text, it was it's 10 o'clock at night. So in Scotland, what is it like a four hour difference? So two o'clock in the morning, you know, <laughs> it's a Saturday night, two o'clock in the morning. It's, it's definitely possible that he was having, you know, his, his, you know, his fun and recording himself and accidentally said, ah, oh, share it to Instagram, you know? Um, but yeah, wow. this, this throws a kink. Cause it was supposedly supposed to be announced in this coming up week of the whole Darth Maul, what's going to happen. So there's uh, some people are, you know, thinking that it's going to be like Darth Maul will be involved in multiple shows with the new Bad Batch animated series that's uh, coming out soon. They're saying that, you know, you could see Darth Maul in there in the animated show and then the Crimson Dawn show. And then supposedly there's going to be a Lando show that Donald Glover is going to, you know, do as well. And, um, and, I just don't think that's going to happen right now. There, I, I think that announcement, if they're going to keep Ray Park, is going to be, you know, put, put a lid on it for right now and then bring it back. You know, let's hope six, seven months down the road, you know, people forget that this whole video came out or, you know, that debacle came out. But, yeah, I feel bad, you know, because yeah. the guy, you know, yeah, puts a little bit of a kink in the thing. No, it does. Yeah. You know, I feel bad for Ray because, I mean, I love the guy. I mean, you know, Darth Maul and then, you know, the guy is an amazing martial artist and stuff. But Jesus, dude. Yeah, that's tough. To... Yeah. I, I, like, how does that even. How do you recover? Like, yeah. what, or like, was he like trying to share it to something else? And like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's a lot of things, but still, that's one of those, you know. Need to need to watch what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know some people are like, "Well, you shouldn't. We shouldn't be talking about this and stuff." I, I get it. Like, it, like in my mind, if this was somebody else, what? You know, I get it. I get it. I get it. But it, it's so weird. At the same time, you know, we cover Star Wars on our side a lot, and you know, a lot of the things that we, you know, we 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 bring about is all about Star Wars. So, like to me, it was like, holy shit! Like, 
we covered the story this week, like I think three different times about Darth Maul being in a new show. And so for that to happen, I'm like, well, that's not like we, you know, we're going to have to come out and say, well, looks like that ain't going to happen. Or at least the, the announcement that we, you know, I think in one of the articles, you know, one of the writers wrote that like the announcement's coming next week, you know, about it and stuff. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's just going to like, if this was Ray Park, five years ago before any of this stuff i mean this would be nothing it'd be like oh well, hey remember that guy who played darth maul yeah he was all right yeah but it's just i i mean the horrible timing yeah, for disney that, right now yeah they're probably scrambling right now too yeah i mean it it looked like they didn't get picked up by a lot of major media outlets and I, I saw like in the next morning you know the like some of the um News outlets over in England and Scotland, where he's from and stuff, you know, it picked up, but nothing major. Not even TMZ didn't even pick it up. So, who knows? It might just go under the radar, you know, except for a little podcast like us here and there talking about it. But <laughs> right, oh, yeah, man. yeah. We'll have to see what happens. I will say though, happens. Twitter was on fire that night. If you went over to Twitter and saw, you know, the the trending. Oh about ray park oh my gosh people were ruthless on it and they were hilarious hilarious oh like at least it wasn't a you know or we all know now that dark that ray park doesn't have a double-bladed lightsaber down there <laughs> oh my god yeah i was gonna say I, I felt like the lightsaber jokes would have had to have like been just flying in oh man and then that the i think the one uh gift that was used the most um was that is that scene in episode one when uh kenobi slashes uh darth maul in half and you see his face go like you know like oh you know, yeah that o face or whatever oh. and they're like this, <laughs> <laughs> this was his face at the end of that video and stuff and everything oh, oh my gosh it's, that's hilarious yeah it's it's one of those things but no it's it's weird, you know, maybe we'll get some other different Star Wars news this week. Instead of announcing the Darth Maul stuff, they'll announce something else. Yeah. <laughs> Disney's probably going to send anything out so that they can... Oh, you know my God. I mean? yeah, just a, anything that's a, a, that can avoid Darth Maul, they're probably going to announce, oh, yeah. hey, guys, there's going to be another Star Wars film with uh, Ray Skywalker and Finn and Poe. And- yeah. All that fun stuff. And we're going to bring Ryan Johnson back to do it and everything. So. Anything <laughs> just, at all. Anything, just to avoid it all. <clears throat> all right. Well, that puts us a little under an hour. There's nothing else really for me. Of course, you know, with COVID, there's not really many stories coming out. So, um, yeah. Anything on your radar? Um, uh, did, you, did you see the Wonder Woman 84 trailer? I saw bits of it. Haven't seen it all together in one, one full scene of it. Uh, that's that's. Okay, I'd, I'd recommend it. It looks it looks fun. I think it looks good. Oh okay. Um, yeah, I think it's one that I would definitely take a look at. I, I am interested to see. I mean, it's not like really huge news or anything, but um, that Zack Snyder shared the um, uh, just a, a clip of. Um, Henry Cavill in his uh, black Superman suit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty cool. I, I I just also like one. I like that he was doing it, but two, I thought it was very interesting that he like 
that's actually Henry Cavill in the blue and red suit, but in like post production editing, he changed it to black mm-hmm. because the studio wouldn't buy another like all black suit. Yeah, because it's super expensive. That I remember when they were making Man of Steel, how expensive the the costume material. was. Yeah, the material to do it because it like it's it's like a it's a combination of the like the polyester Under Armour stuff that we, the, you know we buy shirts from, but yeah. then also like some sort of type of molding so that it enhances you know the the physique of a person. And with Henry Cavill, I mean, Jesus, the guy's when oh, he right. when he trains to become Superman, he turns into a god. So yeah, it's not yeah, it's wild. Yeah, it, it's it is definitely not cheap. The thing basically is like molded to his body, you know. So, but it was that was a. a Another interesting thing, because um, there was the Justice Con, which was that was kind of a, a convention going on, as well as San Diego Comic Con virtually did it, you know this year, and then there was another convention as well. I can't think of the name, but then and then you had Xbox uh, or Microsoft do their their kind of uh, reveal for the next Xbox unit and stuff like. That. Um, so a lot of virtual conventions going on and stuff. So um, the San Diego. Yeah, Cosmos I feel like people out there probably want some type of exposure as much as possible. You know. Right. Yeah. That was San Diego Comic Con. Like you know, traditionally it's movie studios getting those trailers out and and pushing out the the new films and what new TV shows. And this this convention was all about just like recirculating old stuff you know to like hey if you haven't seen this go check this out and like people you know talking about you know older shows and then you know you had a couple new shows that are coming out in the fall that have you know been in production for you know forever and then um i think the new mutants was the only real like surprise movie um yeah that was gonna be released and stuff uh, but then yes zach snyder did his own freaking convention which is awesome yeah it was organized by other people, but I mean, he he basically was you know part of it the entire you know two days uh, this Saturday and Sunday, so um, which I thought was amazing. So I hope there's more conventions like this, you know, in the well, future. What better way to plug like the Snyder Cut too? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like people are wanting something. Who you know? I mean, obviously, you know, we were in San Diego last year. Like all the people that were there, like they're, they're like. And people just in quarantine in general, like we want glimpses of something. Right. Um, and you know, I like you know, I, I get it. People have issues with this with Snyder, but I, I don't know, man. I think DC for me has always been a darker and grittier um you know, just style to it for right. the most part. Um and so yeah, I'm interested to see what, what is what his story was. What so what would you prefer? A four and a half hour movie cut or it being broken up into four or five episodes? Um, uh, probably like four or five episodes. Um, just because that, like that, that is a long, I mean, I guess you wouldn't it's have a long to sitting, sit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess technically you wouldn't have to sit there that long and you could break it apart on your own. Right. But no, I just think breaking it down a little bit w- would help. Um, yeah, because like I said, otherwise it just, it doesn't seem as, it doesn't seem as time consuming, right? 
Like, right. Here's the thing. We can. So let me put it this way: like we can all binge watch stuff. Like you know, think of any popular thing that you like you've binge watched, right? So like for me, either like Stranger Things or Peaky Blinders. Like I love, you know, especially Peaky Blinders. I'll binge watch that. But at the same time, you know, I I can quote unquote justify you know watching a six episode season across three days when really they're hour long episodes. You know what I mean? Rather right. than sitting for six hours straight and watching them. I mean, it, it's the same in the long run, but at the same time, I think it's more manageable when you can kind of break it down. Yeah. I, so I own the Batman vs Superman ultimate edition one, which was basically uh-huh. the Snyder cut. Of Batman, and that one is what, three hours and 15 minutes. And so that, that's a, to sit down and watch that one. That is a, that's a, you really have to, part of them. Yeah, yeah, it's a commitment. Yeah. And so, you know, I I'm I'm kind of on board with you. If you're gonna go past three hours, yep. you might as well chunk it up and do like you know five six episodes that are manageable. But who knows? Like, um, it'll be interesting how so, long the like they because there's no marketing yet for it, and there's no right. guarantee that the Snyder Cut will actually be sold um, outside of HBO Max. So it'll be right. interesting to see how long it's on HBO Max, how long it's going to be in this uh, status for it, which is going to be interesting. So here's my question for you. I was thinking about this the other day because, you know, all the Batman movies are on. You know, we've talked about Batman 92 before, Batman Returns, and yep. uh, yeah, I'm a fan of it. I understand why people, you know, are opposed to it, but I still think it's a it's a great movie. Um, so people don't like the Snyder version because Batman kills, right, which – you know, I I kind of tossed the dream sequence out because that's what it is—a dream sequence—and it kind of like showed like what hap- what what had Batman had to become because of those times if it got right. to that. And you know, I know other people are like, well, when he's in like the Batwing, he like shoots up and destroys it. So I get that, right? Same thing with Batman Returns. You know, the Penguin does he need to have bile coming out of his mouth or whatever that black stuff is? No, that's pretty crazy right you know they overdid on the sexual innuendos i get that but then he's also like well you know he kills in batman returns you know with the um like the flamethrower guy and the, and yep. the bigger guy that he strapped the dynamite to which once again i understand but then why do you think that batman 89 doesn't get and i'm not saying it should like like listen batman 89 is like my favorite all-time movie like it is my i mean i it's a classic so I'm not saying it should. I'm just wondering why people don't give it any sort of hate in the same regards. Because if you think about it, um, you know, he when the Batmobile goes into access chemicals, remember it? I like yes, I know he's not technically driving it, but he, it drops the like the little the bomb to blow right. up access chemicals. It it drops the bomb like right in front of that guy, so like clearly kills those guys. Um, yeah, and uh, when he's fighting in the bell tower and like grabs the one guy by his legs and like flips him down the bell tower. Yeah, so like I've always, I've always had a response to that because I've like, to me, Batman doesn't kill with a gun. Doesn't mean that he doesn't kill, but uh, is that since his parents were gunned down, he makes the oath that he won't use a gun to kill people. And then there was of course the the one. The one comic back in the late 80s, early 90s, where he's holding the gun and he, you know, he 
succumbs to it that one time and stuff. But yeah, it, there's no way. I, there's a funny joke about uh, like Batman in general, just like the the nuance of it all is that he goes in and beats the living crap of out of all these henchmen. But then when yeah. it comes down to the actual villain, he stops himself from actually like beating them up, <laughs> and arrest them, and takes them to Arkham. Like what the hell? Like wouldn't you think it would That's be the funny. other way around? Like other way around, right? Get the hell out of here! And I'm gonna beat the shit out of this villain so he doesn't, you know, come back and do this anymore and stuff. It's like this henchman is basically resorted to, you know, loading a truck of, you know, for whatever chemicals or bombs or whatever. To, so that he can get paid to feed his family, which is probably starving, and Batman comes in and breaks his arms and legs, and so you know he ain't gonna be able to get a job after that. But then when yeah, it comes right? to the actual like Joker, he's like, oh no, I won't beat you up and stuff. So yeah, yeah. it's comical. Let me, let me throw my batarang around you and knock you out. And, right. Yeah. So it's comical when people get upset about that type of thing, like, oh, Batman doesn't kill, so I don't like Zack Snyder's version of it. But that's the thing; it's his version of it. Like there are right, definitely right. look at. If that's not your version, then Adam West is your version, or you know, or yeah. the the Christopher Nolan ones, because Nolan did a great job of the, the that whole line. I don't have to kill you, but I don't have to save you, you know, Ra's al Ghul. So that was Bruce's, you know, that was ba- that Batman's way of dealing with, you know, with death and so forth. But yeah, right. um, David Goyer, who helped write Man of Steel, um, was in, and was. Um, and Christopher Nolan helped write it as well. And he's a, you know, famous, you know, comic book uh, creator and writer and so forth. He got a lot of shit for, you know, in Man of Steel, the Superman kills um, uh, Zod, you know. And, Zod. Yeah. And how dare, and, you know, of course, the backlash, Superman doesn't kill. And he's like, well, listen, that, right, but that's after years and years of being Superman. You can't just come in and be Superman and be like, Right off the bat, you know, have the shield on and the cape and be like, truth, justice, that's a learning process. And you got to get to that point, you know. And so that's what his defense was, you know, that you look at that initial movie of Man of Steel, that's Superman, you know, learning to become Superman. The the death and destruction that's going on, you know, fighting Zod, you know, buildings are crumbling because of how powerful he is. And so he has to learn how to hone that skill and – then you see that in Batman v Superman, he he takes Doomsday and says, "Let's get him away from the city so we don't cause a ton of destruction and so forth." Right. You know, so he's learning, and um, and I think the the Batman that we see with Zack Snyder's version, even though it's not explained a whole lot, he's what is it? Is it Tim Drake? Is Robin is the one that dies? Um, I think Snyder it, just admitted it. it. Uh, Oh, is that the one that they said? Because I mean, I, obviously in the comics it's Jason Todd, but I thought yeah. that one was supposed to be different. But yeah, I think I, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think Snyder admitted that it was Tim Drake and not Jason Todd, and so okay. and and it was killed by the Joker. And you, I know that the DC EU is all messed up, but you look at the the villains in you know from Suicide Squad that we saw little clips of you know Ben Affleck's Batman in there. That like this Batman is a lot different. He's older. He's aged. He's you know, um, you see he's taken a lot of beatings from you know in Justice League with the bruisings all over his body. So for him to kill, it's probably the easiest way to get shit done. You know, he's probably just like you could kind of tell this version of Batman. He's kind of you know as old as he is and stuff. He's like just screw it. All the shit that I've been doing, trying to do it the right way, hasn't worked. Let me just get in my bat wing and blow shit up and be done with it, you know, type deal. 
Dude, Snyder said that it was uh, Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson. That's what it was. I, I knew it wasn't uh, Jason Todd. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So you can think, you can see that, like, that's going to psychologically mess up a, a different version of Batman and Bruce Wayne if it's his first Robin that dies, you know? So there's no Nightwing. Yeah. Like, hey, I was a successful father figure to this, you know, this guy, and he grew uh, up. Yeah, up that's why I said. He's going to be very different. So, but I mean, you could take the easy way out and say, oh, Batman is a killer. Okay, yeah, your version of it. But there's multiple versions of Batman. Of shit. Frank Miller's Dark Knight Batman. Didn't he kill the Joker, right? In the Dark Knight? Yeah, at the end, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, come on. You know, like every. That, that's what makes Batman so great is that, you know, and it's kind of like Nolan hits it, you know, that. Every version of Batman is different, and it's, you know, which one is your Batman? You know, there's people that are fans of Adam West. People that are diehard fans of Michael Keaton. People that are diehard fans of the um, animated version, you know, with Kevin Conroy as their Batman. Well, you know, we, I think we talked about it at one point, but really, and it does make sense, like, even if you look at, like, whether it's Batman 89 or 92 or Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, for as bad as Batman and Robin was, like, that actually very much fits a certain era of the Batman comics when it was very yes. campy and goofy. And it just so, you know, I mean, each, each area has its place. Yeah. Each era has its place. It, depending on what age you are, you know, you know, yeah. we're, you know, in our you know mid thirties. So for us, we have kind of a, a plethora of different Batmans to choose from, but like for our, you know, for my dad, it's Adam West. That was his, his version of Batman, you know, that, the kooky, you know, bat dance and shark repellent and all the different, <laughs> you know, gadgets that he had and so forth and the bam, plow, pop, you know, oh yeah, signatures on there. So yeah, I mean, but kids these days, you know, Batman '89 is not even a, a like an option for them. It's either Ben Affleck or Christian Bale. You know, if you to ask a high school kid, you know. Not even Kevin Conroy's Batman '89, or I mean, uh, Batman animated series is on on that that list, you know. Yep. So, but yeah, that that whole like Batman doesn't kill thing. To me, the the one principal thing I would say that like all of them share the different versions of Batman is well, except I think the the Dark Knight one with Frank Miller is that they don't kill with guns, you know, like every right. because Bruce saw his 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 parents, you know, killed. Um, you know, gun down. He vowed to, and all of them had vowed not to use guns to kill. You know, type deal. Because um, even what was it? Um, the Dark Knight Rises, when Anne Hathaway's Catwoman, she grabs a gun, is about to shoot, and Christian Bale yep. says no guns and stuff. Yeah, but she doesn't agree with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean. It's going to be interesting to see this this Snyder Cut's version of Justice League because we're supposedly getting a, a darker version, like you said, you know, like you, you prefer um, oh. than that campy oh. version of it and stuff. So, yeah, we'll have to see what it looks like. Yep. All right. That puts us well over an hour. So, I think we're good on, on content All this right. week. So, um, we'll make up for last week, week right? <laughs> exactly. I don't I swear to God, these quarantines just gotta to stop. Uh, I don't know what's gonna do.
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.